0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grids Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening.
1: Early to bed.
0: Go to sleep! Go to sleep! It's time to go
1: to sleep! Early to win.
0: I won! I won win.
1: The early line with Joe Rainieri and Dane Martinez.
0: Line up, ladies! All right, people. Here we
1: go. Hour number two on the grid. It is the early line as we get you ready for tonight's action. Couple of uh, NBA games. Good NBA games too tonight. Looking forward to those as they get ready for the All Star break. The weekend, the All Star game. Going to be an awful lot of fun, but. Wet your appetite. We do have 62 college hoops games. Every one of them important at this point. You got 11 NHL games. We do have some golf getting ready to tee off, uh, Dane, in a couple of hours as well. Riviera Country Club and in, uh, in yes, LA, sir. Tigers tournament. We got some matchups there. We'll talk about that coming up. Love the golf this weekend. Totally fading Tiger every chance I get. It's going to be great. Poor guy shaking hands, kissing babies every time he goes all over we're the place. So we're good there. Um, Also, don't forget Daytona 500 this weekend, and we told you about, um, as a matter of fact, we got a great tip uh, yesterday as far as we talked about manufacturers to go, right? Like, what manufacturer should you go? Because the prop betting is just as good as the Super Bowl, Dane, when it comes to NASCAR, what you can do there. Also, matchups a lot like golf, right? Drivers head-to-head going up. and. Restrictor plate racing, guys. It's all about just follow the leader, and hopefully somebody you know crashes, and you can you right. can pass, avoid the big um, one. That, that's pretty much it. So there's a apparently one maker of a brand of car that is do not bet it under any circumstances. Avoid this manufacturer. There are two that have a chance at winning this great prop bet plus money. We'll talk about that coming okay. up. Plus, Cam Newton. Guys, guess where he is going? I don't know, Dane. If there's the prop market, I know it's out on Tom Brady, Evan for Brady and Rivers. I think. At what point, given what David Tepper said about Cam Newton and his comment about, ah, oh, is Cam Newton coming back? Well, I don't know. Tell me he's healthy, and then we can have a conversation. Like it's Daniel Schneider, and it is it's Jerry Jr. all over again, Dane in Carolina. You you're like you caught that as well, hero. Yep. He don't shut up. Yep, absolutely. He wants to be part of the show. Remember, this is new money.
2: Uh-oh. New money. He's out there buying practice bubbles. He wants to be part of it.
1: Yes, he does. You he will yep. hear from Not him a continuous, thing. not a good thing. All right, let's check in with Dan Strafford. He'll get you caught up with the headlines this morning on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Sportsgrid News
0: Update. We await word on Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard strained his right groin against the Grizzlies on Wednesday and will undergo an MRI at some point on Thursday. He pulled up after a drive late in the fourth quarter and went immediately to the locker room. Top performers from the National Basketball Association on Wednesday Wednesday night. LeBron James had 32 points, 14 assists, and 12 rebounds in a 120-116 to 116 OT win over the Denver Nuggets. TJ Warren, 35 points, 7 rebounds, and assists, and 4 steals. As the Indiana Pacers knocked off the Milwaukee Bucks 118-111, Giannis Antetokounmpo missed his second game after the birth of his son, Liam. Luka Doncic, Kristaps Christoph Porzingis with a great combined game against Sacramento, 33 points, 8 assists, 12 rebounds for Doncic, and 27 points, 13 rebounds for Kristaps Porzingis. In Major League Baseball, Rich Hill has begun a throwing program and hopes to make his Twins debut in early June. He'll underwent primary and revision surgery on his left elbow in October and it is expected to miss the first half of the season. Padres young star Fernando Tatis will have no limitations during spring training. The Padres have no plans to move him to center field. Tatis missed the last weeks of the 2019 season due to a stress reaction in his back. He reported early to spring training. And former Astros manager A.J. Hinch is scrambling a bit after his non-denial in a Tom Verducci interview last week. Hinch did not outright say his team did not use buzzers to cheat during the 2019 season. Quote, to be clear, I've never seen any such device used in baseball. I'm not aware of any such device existing or being utilized with the Astros, the players, or any other team, unquote. We'll see if this story dies or continues on during spring training. And in the NFL, Jameis Winston is trying to make 2020-2020. The quarterback tied to the Tampa Bay franchise decided this offseason was the year to get LASIK surgery. We'll see if that helps him find his receivers. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your SportsGrid News Update. All right, Dan.
1: Thank you uh, very much. Here as we get ready, uh, the start of the Genesis Open here in a couple of hours at uh, Riviera Country Club. This is the uh, this is the Tiger Woods sanctioned uh, tournament, which has major players in it. Guys, nine of the top yeah. of the world's top ten are there. Uh, you're talking about Cantley, Dustin Johnson, Rom, Brooks Koepka. Actually, his first tournament from. Uh, after having surgery in the offseason, he's, he's been shelled for a little while. So this is going to be kind of his real first competitive action as he gears up also for major season. And we know Brooks, uh, when it comes to majors, he's quietly just amassing Iled more in. and more wins. So I don't know that I would expect an awful lot from here. But Tiger Woods, Dane, and uh, last we checked, he was somewhere around that 16 to 17 to 1 range, somewhere in that ballpark there. I don't know if he got any more uh, big love overnight. I don't think so, because what we've heard with Tiger is he just hasn't. He's so involved with shaking hands and kissing babies and Genesis, the first year of the sponsorship of this tournament. His obligations have to do with everything but the golf course, believe it or not, Dane. So I'm not sure that he is somebody um, I would play early on. I would even maybe not to make it. I really do think so. He has not had a lot of time on the practice screen. He's been messing around. You know what happens, Dan, is even during the practice rounds, you got to go with the president of Genesis, of Hyundai. Sure. Like, you've yeah. got to sit there, and you, you're not really bearing down. And Tiger's a guy that, you know, especially against the world's best. If this was in, um, you know, if this was in New Zealand or something along those right. lines, I'd give Tiger, you know, the benefit of the doubt, but there's just so many distractions for him this week. I would fade him pretty much every matchup that he's on the card with today. And I'm sure he's gonna be matched up with some of the uh some of the big boys, boys on the card. Yeah, absolutely. So over on FanDuel, you're right. He hasn't moved. He's still sixteen
2: to one to win outright to okay. win the tournament. Okay. His matchup though, to your point, there's a lot of different ways to bet this. His matchup is against DJ, though, Joe. All yeah. right. Okay. Yes. Uh, DJ does have uh, the big-time juice. DJ is minus 130, heads Mm -hmm. up against Tiger Woods. But like you said, if Tiger has all these other obligations as an ambassador, as a face of the tournament, as a sponsor Mm -hmm. in essence, right, he's not as focused. You know, just the regular practice routine. Joe, these guys are creatures of habit. You know what I mean? They need to be in their routine, and like you're saying, if he's doing the the par three pro am, you know, with the with the president of the organization, or he's got to do extra things to get, you know, photo shoots done, or he's got to have, you know, fifty people getting will call tickets that he has to manage. That all is time taken away from sharpening his game. And you mentioned the top players in the world are here, and so maybe Tiger is someone to fade right now, Joe. He is
1: the fifth. Choice at 16-1. to Rory's the favorite
2: at
1: 16-2. Yeah, way overvalued for Tiger. Given the circumstances around it, uh, it, I would look for Tiger the next tournament he plays here. I know they're going to get ready for the, uh, I think there's a WGC event in Arizona, and then they'll start making their way to Florida for the Honda Classic, and uh, they'll get the ball rolling here, Bay Hill, and, and leading right up into, of course, April in Augusta. A couple of bets that I made that you guys should take a look at. Xander Shoffley, top five, Dane. Um, Love this because Xander, a couple of weeks ago, in his hometown, San Diego, at Torrey Pines, he threw up all over himself, didn't make the cut, Yeah. which for a guy like Xander Shoffley was a little bit shocking. Also, a lot of his family, his friends were there. And for him to go out there, and it's only his fourth missed cut. Uh, guys in his career. So for that to happen in his hometown, I gotta right. think there's gonna be even a more renewed sense of getting back to the grind, figuring out what was going on. And uh, in this kind of event, when you're going up against the uh, the world's best, I I definitely think this is a great spot for him. He has finished ninth and 15th uh, in his last two starts at Riviera. So for him to be a top five, I think you can get it at six, uh, six and a half, seven to one, uh, 650, 700 to one. Shoffley's a guy to keep an eye on, Dane. He is a guy that's going to finish in the top five. He's uh, hell bent on uh, on not doing what he just did in Torrey Pines a couple of weeks ago.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. You know, Xander's one of my guys. I was on him yes. all last year. Joe, you mentioned guys that can hit it a ton mm. this week. Okay, so I'm looking at guys that I know can hit it long, and when I look at the last couple of tournaments they're in, they have been doing it. You also mentioned that this is not the chalky play. This is not the favorite. So I'm looking. Xander, by the way, is 20-1 to on FanDuel. I've got two other guys that are 20 and 22-1 to that I'm going to be with, and they're Bubba Watson and Tony Finau, Joe. All right, you talked about how Bubba Watson, again, Mm -hmm. this, like, rededication to the craft. You said he was been putting in the practice hours and he performed well in his last tournament. I also saw Tony Finau at the top of the leaderboard at, what was it, the Phoenix one? You know, where they they go crazy on the 16th hole? Finau was right there at the top rocking a Kobe Bryant jersey, I believe, over the weekend right? So those are two guys I'm going to be with. And to be quite honest, I had to holler at good old window will to get it in for me. Uh, and I miss Shoffley Joe. So maybe I got to go back to Shoffley and throw him on my card.
1: Look at, look at him in matchups too, as well. He'll, yeah. he'll come out firing. He'll come out firing here. Uh, and to your credit though, Tony Finau, but a Shoffley's great against number. Finau. Shoffley's yeah, against of, Finau. Joe. No, I can't uh, do that. Is he really, is he up against yeah. Finau? Uh, uh, at least i am fair all on the match betting. What's and then the it's number? Bubba against Cantley. It's all my guys against each other. Well, Bubba's won here three times, guys. He's got three victories at Riviera. He loves this park. Plus, so... uh... plus money against Cantley. Bubba is plus money against Cantley. Cantley finished 15th and 4th here over the last two years. So that's a monster matchup. Gof betting on demand. A a couple of um, Tiger Woods versus um, Cantley right now for the tournament. Mm. Cantley is minus 125 against uh, Tiger. Something I'll be jumping in on. Uh, Also, uh, Mark Leishman is another big one, getting a stroke and a half against uh, um, Justin Rose, who is not in great form. Leishman just won a couple of weeks ago at uh, at Torrey Pines. Uh he is a guy who likes to fade the ball. And you know, Dane playing golf, what happens when we've got dog legs all over the place? You better be able to fade the ball because yep. you ain't gonna have a clue as to where it's going. So I'll take the point and a half at minus 120 there. And Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, only minus one uh, minus 120 to back DJ against uh Tiger. I just I don't think it's gonna be a great tournament for Tiger. So to me, I do think DJ's this is the time of year, Dane. This is the kind of tournament with this kind of competition that even in the in the DFS world and a fantasy world like don't sit, go all in on the big guys. One of them in all likelihood will win this tournament.
2: Yep, and we talked about the guys that we like in that range.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's a
2: lot of guys right there in that 15 to 20 to one range yep. that we are on that we've been talking about. Whether it's Finau, whether it's Watson, whether it's Xander Shoffley. But it's good. It's good to have golf back in the conversation, Joe. As we head to the Masters. Did you hear that there's this new um, league or whatever that's going to threaten the PGA? That they're going to yeah, have it as but... like teams of four, and they're going to try and have big money and recruit yep. guys like
1: you know, Rory and Tiger to play to threaten the PGA? Yeah, well, next to baseball, maybe uh, PGA is also another one of those entrenched in the rearview mirror kind of uh, groups yeah. and associate. You don't have to look any further than Augusta, guys, to see exactly what's going on there. Sure. Uh, but listen, golf is back in the Olympics now, so there is a renewed interest in it. Tiger winning last year, I'm telling you, really kind of catapulted it. It's... There's a lot of money for the big guys uh, right there on the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's the thing that worries me is that it'll become all about the majors. And I thought the PGA Tour did an amazing job last year of arranging the, the schedule to make sure everything was done prior to football starting, prior to the end of the August. So from April, May, June, and July, guys, your four majors. One every month. Dan, every month we were talking, mm-hmm. we were talking a major event yes. during the summer where it's really just baseball or not. It was awesome that we were in, and then Tiger winning, of course, just blew it up. Uh and he's got another shot at Augusta again this year to defend his title. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, he does. remember, they're gonna it's almost like Kepka. You know, Joe, like they're going to get up for
2: four tournaments a year, these guys, because that's that's how their legacy is measured. You talked about, you know, Kepka at the majors. We know about Tiger, given his body and age, he's going to, you know, organize his practice schedule, his playing schedule to try to be informed during those specific weeks. And you talk about the PGA, Joe, what they did last year with the schedule. It's similar what the XFL did. Right. They're like, listen, we know there's a little window there where we can get the attention of the sports fan when we're not competing with other things. So that's what we're going to do. Golf did the same thing, changing where their majors are. So they weren't playing against the
1: behemoth. That was the NFL. Brilliant move, guys, by the way. Very, very smart move. Well, uh, well done on their behalf, because it worked out from a schedule standpoint, even though we had. You know, March Madness is over. The start of the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. But yeah. listen, for a weekend, having Masters talk leading up to it was it was awesome. And now the Tiger's going to be the defending champ leading into that first week in uh in in April is going to be uh it's going to be absolutely nuts. It's still one of those bucket list events that I want to go to. Uh Augusta, yeah. I want to get to I just want to go in there and drive down that long ass road, but I heard it's a giant. Like you can't stay in town because there's only like one bed and breakfast. Like you've got to stay an hour and a half away. Right, an hour and a half away. You got to drive in every day. It's yeah, it's it's a it's one of those types of things. But to be able to go in the historic nature of it. it, Like going to Fenway or, you know, Wrigley or like one of those types of things. It's actually What would be your cool. top kind of three events? You know, your
2: bucket list sports thing. We could do that some other day where we don't have yeah. like 50 college basketball games. But making our sports bucket list could be cool.
1: Yeah, I, that would be it. That would certainly be at uh, at one of the top of it. Having an opportunity. Game seven of any sort. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? Anything nope. with urgency, that would, that would really be... You know, especially a Sunday at Augusta, the, the back, uh, yeah. you know, a corner. Like, come nine, on. Amen corner yeah. You, yeah, it's like, come on, you got to be kidding me. I think that would be uh, I think that would be awesome uh, tonight, though. You mentioned it. we got two games in the NBA coming off a big night in hoops, uh, a night in which congratulations, LeBron and company LeBron triple double last night, beat the Nuggets in Denver, a place they had not been very successful, guys. to They did it in overtime. They covered as a three-point road favorite as well. Underdogs last night in the NBA, guys. Pretty profitable. Six and five against the number. The Nets. How about the Brooklyn Nets? Getting four plus 150 on the money line. Uh, They beat Toronto 101-91 to eventually snap that 15-game winning streak. Unders hit last night. Six and five, Dane. And... I was impressed with the Lakers last night going into a place that they don't often play well at. And that, yeah, they they're pretty healthy there in uh in Denver. And LeBron and Company, they showed up, they showed out, and they got the win. Now they all have a little extended time off as this is it. Two games tonight. Clippers uh will be going tonight. Uh Oklahoma City will be going tonight. Uh it's gonna be an interesting couple of days, and I don't think they head back until Tuesday, Dane, will be the next NBA action, given the All-Star break. So a nice little reprieve for a lot of these guys to get healthier, except for Damian Lillard, who pulls his damn, you know, what is it, his groin last night? So now he's out of the three-point competition. He's also out of the All-Star game. So any of you that were planning on backing him, and I would have backed his ass into three-point competition in a heartbeat, (laughs) now he's gone. And the question is, who fills his spot, Dane? On the roster, because he, he said last night, I'm not going, it's not happening. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean,
2: remember, with a lot of these, the Pro Bowl, the All-Star game, there's always kind of a boatload of snubs that wind yes. up making their way in. You talked about teams getting healthy. Unfortunately, Dame Dame Dollar pulls the grunt. I got to tell you something. You know, who could be getting, who is healthy, made a return, Joe Luca. Lucas yeah. back 3312 and 8 for Luka yeah. Doncic as the Dallas Mavericks take out Sacramento. Don't forget, you know, we talk about Memphis that we like, we talk about Portland, Dallas is right there as well. They were slipping a little bit in my opinion without uh, you know, KP breaking his nose, Luka mm-hmm. out, but Luka announcing his return with
1: a big night. Yeah, great stuff. And how many games are left, Or eh? Where's my math here real quick on some of these uh So, so for
2: example, I'm looking at Dallas, right? Okay. Dallas is 33 and 22. So that's 55. I,
0: six,
2: 82 nine. games minus so 55, 20. right, is what, 28. So the, 28 the all-star point. break is not at like the half point
1: of Which the season. Which I think season. people get confused with, too. Right. Exactly.
2: Yep. We're, yep. Literally, we're more like two-thirds of the way. When we're yep. done with the all-star break, we're going to get back at what? You know, mid to late. February the season is over at mid to late April it is a yep. two-month sprint after yep. the all-star break this is
1: certainly not the the nominal midway point of the season no uh but big again some teams got to look themselves in the mirror make a push there's going to be a yep. lot of the jockeying for position in these conferences Dane and I do think and dare I say this for a long time, it's been the Western Conference is just so much better than the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the balance of power is shifting. You I mean, not even, but I think more of a level playing field. If you take the top four in the West right now, which are the two LA teams, right? Yep. Uh, Utah, and yep. what do you got? And and Denver, Denver is Denver, and Denver. Yeah. So going up against Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, and Toronto. That's guys. That to me is for the first time in a long time. We're talking about an NBA that. The heavyweights, the top four, and even the bottom four in both, you know, you're talking five, you know, I would say five, six, seven, best of seven series. No, no sweeps there. You know, no sweeps. Joe, we don't have the Golden State Warriors
2: anymore, you know, and that's what it comes down to. Think about it even last year, Joe, out of the East. Toronto made it out, right? But Boston was there. Philly was there. Milwaukee was there, right? So we're starting to see. And in the West, we had always talked. You know, I mean, there was Golden State. They made it through. But we were starting to get excited about some of these other teams, the Portlands, the Denvers of the world. That's what happens when you don't have a dynasty in play like we had for the better part of the last decade with Golden State.
1: It's exciting. Not a bad way to go, guys. It's definitely not a bad way to go at all. Uh, The two games tonight we got on there, OKC, OKC. Versus New Orleans and Zion and uh, opened up in New Orleans as a uh, two-point, looks like a two-point favorite here. Uh, I don't know if there's a total on it. Is there a total on it yet, Dane? I don't think so. I don't think their total is posted no, on it just yet. just yet. Pelicans had just moved, though,
2: Joe. Pelicans are now three-point favorites yes. uh, against yeah. AC, at least their own fan duel. Boston Celtics are still one and a half against the Clippers. As the Clippers continue an East Coast road trip, remember, they mm-hmm. b- got bounced in Philly their last time out.
1: Yeah, so what uh, what we tend to get in these games, guys, and we have enough of them over uh, over the years that that final last game before the All Star break, where guys, let's face it, they're mm-hmm. they've kind of already checked out, they've kind of mailed in. You are starting to see overs now hit a little bit more this week coming in and. Yeah, I would pretty much say the same is going to happen here. A little less diving for the ball, Dane, shall we say? Yeah. A little less. Let me hurry up and get back and play defense. Uh, a little more. Let's just shoot it. Let's have a good time. So a little more freewheeling. I would definitely, when the totals come out, take a look at some of these overs tonight, knowing that a lot of these guys have uh, a lot of these guys are not going to the All-Star festivities. Right. So lot They've got of these a week's guys. They got a week's vacation. And what do you do when you got vacation time That's coming like the in, guys? That's last day of
2: school. You know what I'm saying? I'm it's just counting the, the
1: minutes. <laughs> <thing>. Yep. We'll <laughs> break down these games plus the game of the nights, the future games in college hoop. We'll do it next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Iroquois getting required to, get to go in here on a uh, on a Thursday sure. we'll the early line, right? There we go. Let's go. go. That uh, music video line. was transformative. That's it. It really was. Uh, Remember yeah, that? Cosmic. Definitely. It was cosmic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the early Good line stuff. here. Uh speaking ben of early doesn't lines. know about that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, the <laughs> early line on the grid here at sportsgrid.com. Speaking of early lines, that's kind of what we're <laughs> dealing with here. As we take a look at these uh, at these two NBA games tonight: Pelicans, New Orleans, yep. Clippers, Celtics, and uh we'll go ahead with the Oklahoma City New Orleans game here, guys. And yeah, the OKC will kind of reel in a little bit. They've lost two games in a row heading into this matchup uh on the road in New Orleans. And of course, the Zion phenomena is been it's been great. Uh he's really only had one. Really bad shooting night as far as uh, as far as that goes. But for the most part, he's kind of made his uh, his presence felt here. And now they got to welcome in a team that is, you know, two game losing street. But Oklahoma City, and correct me if I'm wrong, where are they, Dane, right about now? The seven are they currently if the the seven seed somewhere right around in that ballpark? They are. So the bottom of the Western Conference right. gets a little bit tight. OK, we've talked. So uh
2: We talked about the top four, and then Houston makes it kind of a top five, okay? Then there is a gap. Six and seven are Dallas and OKC, Mm -hmm. and they're only separated by half a game, Joe. And then you go down to Memphis at eight and down to Portland as the outside looking in. Dallas and OKC occupy the six, seven spot right now, and there's only
1: half a game between them so it's interesting here too this line is it's kind of small for new orleans but the pelicans 19 six and one against the number in their last 26 uh overall they've been an extremely profitable team to back especially at home they're nine and three against the number in their last 12 at home alone they're also 11 and four against the number in their last 15 when they play on just one day rest and. Uh, we've told you here, guys, NBA is all about, first and foremost, understanding scheduling, understanding where these teams are playing, how many games in how many days, You know what have they got coming up. So it would be very hard for me to look at this OKC team and say, on the road, yeah, they can, uh, I know it's a small number, it's minus two, but I would I would look at a money line play here at New Orleans if I was going to do it. And I would say this is definitely uh, this is definitely a game that they have won now over the last month and a half of the season. Mm-hmm. This is a game that has made people a whole lot of money back in New Orleans. In it, The only question I have is regarding Brandon Ingram and whether Ingram is going to be playing in this. I so, don't think he yep. is. Is he is he still out? No, so I I am not sure yet, but
2: I was looking at something similar. What I noticed on this one, Joe, there are no Pelicans players listed on FanDuel for prop bets.
1: Wow. So we don't know. So if you look at the prop bets,
2: because I was considering someone like Zion at a prop bet because, you know, he went for 31 last time. So I was looking at it, right, to give a play. All of the prop bets are on the OKC side. You could bet Gallinari, Paul, Adams, and all that stuff, but there are no Pelicans listed, so it makes me think that it's still up in the air who's going to go tonight for them.
1: So the latest uh, the latest injury report for New Orleans, Ingram is still listed as questionable, and Zion is listed as active. So I, I fully expect Zion to go. Brandon Ingram, and listen to their credit, they've done a really good job of picking up the scoring without Brandon Ingram in the lineup. When you look at their last five games, they won. They beat Portland. They beat Indiana. They scored 138. Mm -hmm. They scored 124. They scored 125 against Chicago. So they did lose against Milwaukee. They only scored 108 points, gave up 120, and they lost to Houston. They gave up uh, 117, but scored 109. So we're starting to see those last five games of the New Orleans Pelicans, at least 105 or more points, Dane, right? Uh, when this total comes out, certainly something we need to look at. And yeah. OKC, they lost to San Antonio the last game and Boston prior to that. They had rattled off three wins, though. Phoenix, Cleveland, and Detroit bottom feeders uh, prior to that. So they're 3-2 and two in their last five. But to me, uh, that once, you, once you stepped it up in competition, the Boston and San Antonio, you didn't have an answer there, OKC. Right. I wonder on the, on the road what that is going to be. But they, too, have averaged at least 103, 104 points a game. So in the last five, anyway, Adams presents a very interesting, shall we say, matchup here yeah, tonight for, for the big man, right. for Zion. Uh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works because white side is Adams a wuss. The go ahead. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'd love exactly to see correct. that. <laughs> Not going to happen, guys. But yeah. early indicator to me, I don't know how you go against New Orleans. 17-5-2 against a number in the last 24. To me, it's even if Brandon Ingram doesn't play, I, I would lean New Orleans in this one to get the job done at home. That makes sense, Joe. But one of the things we say
2: all the time here on the early line, right, is that it's eight thirty in the morning. Okay, yes. I would be much more confident, Joe, if we're closer to the six thirty p.m. Yes. and I know the availability of someone like Brandon Ingram, who, you know, to be quite honest, Joe, I think he's going to get votes for most improved player in well, the NBA this
1: year early lean that's all early line early Early lean
2: lean. that's all good i just know that joe we're making plays we're tracking our record and stuff right yeah yeah, so i just want to throw that out there you know what i mean we are we are giving you the information we are we are we have been we are not necessarily touts here especially 12 hours away
1: right (laughs) there's a lot of
2: information that are still yet to be known and we need those pieces of information joe yes
1: yes now, I will say this, uh, initial thoughts on the Clippers and Celtics here, guys. Yeah. So we'll take a look at this game. Home court advantage, uh, I think, will be maybe one of the bigger determining factors in this game between the Celtics and Clippers. The Celtics, guys, 22-5 at home compared to 15-11 and 11 on the road. We talk about home court advantage in college. Yes. Well, in the NBA, guys, it's been pretty overwhelming here. 22-5 yes. and five at home. 15-11 on the road. They have not lost at TD Garden since January 18th. Now the Clippers, kind of same situation. 15 and 12 away from a home, 22 and 5 at home at the Staples Center. So yep. to me, that was the one thing that stuck out to me. I'm going, these two teams are exceptional at home. Totally different teams on the road. Coming off of that loss against Philadelphia a couple of nights ago, the Clippers. Exactly. Now they got to go to another tough environment. However, the Celtics are not the long, lengthy, athletic ridiculousness that the Philadelphia Sixers are. Little bit different matchup here. They are 5-1 and one to Celtics against the number in their last six at home, Dane. In fact, they actually have done pretty good. 16-7 and seven against the number in their last 23 against teams with winning records. So, better competition. They've stepped up. They've done a good job of covering. They went through that little lull there a couple of weeks ago. They rattled off seven wins. They ended up losing a game. But back at home, home uh, home cooking, Dan, that's where they like to be in Boston.
2: I agree with you. I think that is the uh, trump card on this one for me as well. Remember, Boston had that loss against Houston recently. Small yep. ball reigning supreme. But the Clippers, you know, Joe, we said the same thing about the Miami Heat, right, in Utah yep. last mm-hmm. night. The Clippers are in the middle of a longer East Coast road trip, okay? Remember, they're going from Philly to Boston. And, yeah, they had a night in between. But, you know, Philly, dominant home team. We were like, oh, but they're a mess. The Clippers come on in. They should be able to handle it if they're such a great team they were not able to beat the 76ers on their home court. I kind of feel it's a similar thing. I think it's a tall task for the Clippers deep into their East Coast road trip to sack up against a good playoff team in Boston who just is coming off a loss, coming back home. To me, this is a schedule win for the Boston Celtics.
1: Um, I do think so, Dan. I, I think there is absolutely... I would be very hard you pressed to put my thing? money on the you know, last even game before the break. I know. Last yeah, right. game, right? I know Patrick Star, Beverly. I know Patrick Beverly ain't playing, and I would still be very hard pressed not to back the home team in this right. game in this series. It's getaway like day, Joe. How many All Stars are are coming from the Clippers? And the, I mean, how many guys from both of these teams are going to be playing? Is Kemba an All Star?
2: Yeah, I think he is. We obviously Paul George and uh, Kawhi, Kawhi on are, one side. Right? Yeah, right. but for the rest of these guys, Joe, we talk about it in baseball, right? Like the Wednesday right. afternoon getaway day, right? right, right. <laughs> You know, nope. and and nope. how it favors the home team and and the l- unders, things Where is of that the All-Star nature.
1: the All
2: Star game? Chicago, I believe.
1: All right, so they don't have to go all the way back west. So they basically from Boston are going to be flying to Chicago after the game. Right, but um, me, it, it's, it's not tough, about- man.
2: all-stars it's about the non all-stars it's about the guys who aren't playing this weekend and they are looking forward to an almost a full week off and it's a tough situation and a tough place to play and a good team on the other side i think this is a schedule uh favors the celtics here
1: so it's interesting because the clippers from a ats perspective guys have actually done pretty good against boston they are uh six and two against the number in their last eight against boston Boston however though 5 and 1 in their last 6 at home and they're also 5 and 0 straight up at home. I mean last 5 games if you guys want to take a look and I always do this in the NBA guys. Recent form means everything to me in the NBA. Scheduling, recent form, the fact that they won in November is nice doesn't do me any good. What are they what are they recently? And right now you're looking at a 5 a 4 and 1 Celtics team who beat some pretty decent teams and had to score some points going up against the Clippers team that kind of bottom feeding. So we'll talk more about that. Plus, we'll have our uh, featured college games of the night. We'll do that next year on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. All right, guys, college games tonight, 62 of them. That's right, 62 college games on the board, not to mention the second card uh, coming in. It's going to be a crazy night. Just two games in the NBA we just told you about there, OKC and New Orleans, Boston at home, taking on the Clippers, All-Star Weekend in Chicago. That'll take center stage, but college continuing to roll through. And pitchers and catchers are uh, reporting, so next week we'll have an opportunity to uh, spend some time diving into some of Main the uh, the baseball totals, some yeah. of the uh, early line standings and whatnot. So we'll we'll start gearing into uh, into baseball next week. Uh, we will, uh, of course, also, and I just want to throw this out to people because we we did it again last night, telling you here while it's hard to pick games at seven o'clock in the morning, given the fact, especially in basketball, (laughs) where you have no idea. It doesn't mean that the indicators, and maybe that's what you guys should utilize this show for, and early shows like this, is the market indicators of telling you and pointing you in the right direction of where is that early sharp money? Where is that early professional money going? where, Where are the lines, ticket counts, where are we? And that was yesterday. We had mentioned to you, we told you about Creighton going up against Seton Hall, the favorite. We told you Seton Hall getting all love, Creighton. The line moved towards Creighton. Who wins? Creighton. Uh, We told you about, um, uh, we also told you about Providence uh, against St. John's. Uh, Providence uh, getting a a little, uh, all of a sudden we thought a little love, but St. John's. Got a lot of love prior to tip-off. game. Saint John's only what did we say two and seven in conference play. Providence needed that game, so Providence favorite. But the I'm um, I'm seeing it move towards Saint jo- Saint John's goes ahead and uh, and wins know? the game. How about Xavier Butler? We told you that was another game that uh, that the market early on yesterday morning was telling us uh, was moving in the Butler direction with good reason. Georgia Tech. Opens up says six. We're on the air at 730 day and it's six and a half. It's five and a half. We're going, what the hell just happened? Well, Georgia Tech ends up winning the game. So even Alabama, Auburn, the over was 155. By the time we got off the air uh, here, guys, at nine o'clock yesterday morning, the total was 158. All right. They scored 180 points in overtime in there. So it's not the end all be all. Don't get me wrong. But Those kinds of early indicators, Dane, are exactly the kinds of things that you need to be paying attention to. So when you do get a final picture later in the day today or whatever, when you still have a final picture, you can put it all together and make yourself the best smart uh, sports investing decision. Contrarian bettors aren't always going to win. The public is going to win. Your job as a handicapper, as somebody that wants to bet on sports and win, your job is to pick your spots and figure out Which ones are worth going contrarian on and which ones are, I don't know, worth going, you know what? The public's not wrong here. This is going to be one of those times. And another thing I'll add to that, Joe, is
2: understanding the market with a like mid-tier or low-level college basketball game overnight. Yes. Who, what kind of money do you think that is? You know yeah. what I mean? That's not the public that's like, oh, I like the name of this team. These are people yeah. that want to hammer it because they think it is a bad line and they're pros. Who else yes. is betting it overnight at 3 a.m., finding right. the bad line and moving it by a point and a half? That's why yeah. it's important to look at that kind of money overnight. That's why it is
1: an indicator that we actually put stock into. Right, and when we talk about and this is another, when we talk about lopsided betting, right? Because that's really what we've talked about here, Dane, is that yep. you get all of these tickets on one side, but the line is moving the other way. Reverse line shift, whatever you want to do. When you have that kind of lopsided betting, that means usually inflation. That means inflated numbers. That means value on the board. But it's also in in important to understand that the inflated line and value angle only works with lopsided games. It doesn't work when it's 50 50 bets and money, 60 40. Like, you need at least 70% on one side, the line moving towards the other team, and you're going, what is that? So don't confuse it. You know what I mean, Dan? You got one tonight? Go ahead. I'm just showing us. Look, and we're doing, we're returning money for people. Oh, I love that. There there you go. Exactly. That's what Um, we're doing. That's what I'm trying to show. We have 62 games tonight here in the NBA. I'm going off the radar, Joe. Let's go over some of these early line shifts here and tell you exactly where the lopsidedness is going. Wichita State, Central Florida tonight. Wichita State, three-game losing streak. Central Florida's got a couple of wins. They just got their asses handed to in Wichita State, 76-43 to against Houston. Uh, Houston, who barely beat South Florida last night, who, again, we told you, line moved to South Florida. Everybody bet Houston. Well, it's kind of the same situation here. I saw the line open up at two, two and a half for Wichita State. And now it's starting to creep up to three. Dane, I'm even seeing a three and a half or two out there. So that means the money coming in on Wichita State, pushing that line. It's one of the more heavily bet games tonight. Wichita State's not a bad place to look, nor is Iowa, Indiana, Dane. And let's face it, Iowa, Indiana, Indiana can't, tough place to play. Iowa kind of going in the wrong direction. Indiana needs this game. I'm seeing the pros backing from almost a pick 'em to open up to now one and a half for Indiana. Indiana at home. And what do we say about Big Ten favorites, Dane? This year, Big Ten home favorites, 54 and 13, 81 percent. They're telling you which way to go. So a couple of early line shifts going. And the, when we talk about lopsided, Dane, you got 70% of the tickets on Colorado. That counts. Going against Oregon in Oregon, but that means the public's taking that trendy dog. Give me the points. Colorado, my, well, it ain't moving towards Colorado, Dane. It's moving towards uh, Oregon and Dana Alvin and crew. So those are three of the bigger bet games on the board here tonight that are, they're already telling you the market is showing you the early indicators are where are the pros moving it? Because I, to your point, and I'm pretty sure in Orlando nobody got up at six o'clock this morning right. and said, you know what, let me go back. Uh, let me go back Wichita State back against our, uh, UCF. Not, no, not happening. And it doesn't take a lot of money, too. Don't get me wrong. It's not like these aren't football
2: games. Right. It's not games, millions million for the handle on this bet. one. Right, you're not there. getting
1: sixty thousand bets, so it doesn't take a lot. But you still got to be well-respected enough for the books to say, you know what? If he's betting this way, we're going the other way there. Then we know what we're doing. That's right. These guys got it a little bit wrong up
2: top. I am going off the radar, though. Okay? Oh. I am going I, am oh, I going Cal that, that State Cal Northridge. I love it. I'm going yeah. Cal State Northridge. It says up that I'm going Cal Poly. I'm going Cal State Northridge. Northridge. They are gotcha. the eight-point favorite against Cal Poly. Joe, love that. when we bring in Maxwell Smart, Every Mm -hmm. time I ask him, give me a team on the West Coast that because of my East Coast bias, I don't know about, right? And Joe, I've asked him this three times. He said the same school all three times. He has said Cal State Northridge Mm -hmm. in the Big West, okay? They are eight-point favorites. They are home. Joe, they're playing Cal Poly, all right, Mm -hmm. the Mustangs. Cal State Northridge is at home. Cal Poly is home. 0-11 0-11 on the road this year. They're one of those right. bottom feeder teams, right? Maybe they can get some wins, but not on the road in conference. Oh. I'm going to listen to Maxwell Smart. He continues to give out the Matadors. I'll take an eight-point spread against a team that is winless on the road. I'm riding Maxwell, Maxwell Smart here. You always say, if you know, follow, the money, follow the money, follow the Sharps. Boy, is this a sharp play, but I'm listening to our boy, and hopefully we have him on tomorrow, and we can He'll celebrate
1: yep. the Cal State Northridge win. Yep, yep, I love it, man. Cal State Northridge, man, that's yeah, the way to go. I love this. The Matadors. The I, Matadors I, I, over the Mustangs. I, you're killing me, man. That you're going the degenerate special because I don't think this team. I don't think that goes off until about ten o'clock Eastern time. Doesn't matter. And if you want Cal the Powell real, only eleven <laughs> on the road, Joe, this year. <laughs> I love it. Um. Yes, I love that. Plus, they got a little history against Cal Poly, too. They've covered sure. the last five games sure. at home. Yeah, do it, guys. Go with go, Matadors. Go, go, go. Let's now go. listen. Um, and I love that. There is one other big degenerate special tonight, that being Hawaii that? playing. Uh Hawaii Ooh. will be at uh, eleven fifty-nine uh PM on the East Coast tonight. So if all else fails and you're up and you want the late night go. degenerate special, you got Before it you with make Hawaii. It back. Yes, Hawaii taking on Long Beach State tonight, so uh, laying 12 points. Uh, Give me the over, Iowa-Indiana tonight. That's going to be my play of the day. Uh, These two teams are going to score some points, guys, and these two teams have actually scored a lot of points already in the past, if I'm not mistaken. Eight of the last ten head-to-head meetings have resulted in over totals. Both teams are averaging 70 points or more. Per game, which makes 148 to 149. We are in all likelihood, and I think this is at a one and a half point spread. Overtime is a definite possibility in this uh, in this game. But I do You're think that a time for the overplay. Yeah, I'm thinking right. a 78, 75, one of those types of situations is in uh, is in key tonight. So I'll take the over okay. Iowa in Indiana, and I will back Indiana on the money line as well. I'm going to sprinkle a little something there. No point in uh, laying the one and a half, take the money line at a minus 125, Dan. I think we can, I think Indiana gets it done at home since they blew the Bobby Knight uh, not being able to beat Purdue at home. So I think Indiana bounces back here and the wheels continue to fall off for uh, for Iowa tonight.
2: All right. At least they won't be throwing chairs. And don't yep. forget, I gotta go back to it. Bubba Watson and Tony Finau. I hope they get off to good starts in yep. the Genesis Open, along with guys that you've mentioned, like Xander Shoffley. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be Top keeping five. an eye yep. out on what I call that weather porn out west.
1: Yep. Yep. Top five. Don't uh, and miss him. And again, Cameron Champ, 80-1 uh, If you're looking for a my lineup, Joe. DFS? DFS? Good. Yep. Keep an eye on him. So, uh, plenty of opportunities, guys, for you to be able to profit. Make it a very profitable Thursday here. It starts by joining us here on the early line on the grid. Morning after is next. Dane and I will be back tomorrow breaking it all down for you, getting you ready for a huge weekend. So, good luck with your plays. We'll talk to you again tomorrow